This is a prepaid debit call from Hello. an inmate at the correctional institution. To accept this call, press zero. Welcome to another episode of the Rant Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Rodriguez, and we got my other co-host here, C's. So, was good, was good, y'all. Yeah, Caesar Santa Maria, man. That's the man. So check this out, guys. We have an amazing episode for you today, and uh, and it's centered around something that we both uh, kind of feel very strongly about considering that we've been through it. But essentially, right, we want to talk about burnout, right? We want to talk about this shift in, in attitude towards jobs that a lot of Americans uh, have been feeling. And this, this might be a, a thing around the world, but we know for sure that it's happening here at home. And so we want to talk about it, right? And so one of the ways that we wanted to start off today's episode, right, was with a quick TikTok video. All right. Now, this TikTok video um, does a really cool job of uh, diving into one of the reasons why, uh, you know, this shift has occurred. So I'm going to play that for you off top. Let's get to it. going to want to go ahead and hit the save button because you're going to want to share this one with your friends. People ask me all the time, what do you think has changed? What do you think has changed in the mindset of the American worker? And my answer is simple. It's COVID. The average blue collar worker, the American worker, watched the entire system turn its back on us. You had essential workers being told that they had to go to work while their children weren't going to school and we all got told, figure it out. Nurses and doctors treating three, four, five patients at a time worried about bringing it home to their children being told, Figure it out. Service industry employees being told, hey, we're shutting the doors. Well, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. Figure it out. Hardworking guys and girls working for companies for 20 years that now the company's decided to close the door and do layoffs. What are we supposed to do? Figure it out. You had the people who never got to stop. Police, fire, medic. Hey, man, there's, there's some stuff going on, and I'd like to be able to take care of my family and make sure everybody's okay. But if you call out, you're going to lose your job. Now that companies are starting back up and everything's kind of going back to normal, companies are wondering why they can't find employees. When we needed you, you turned your back on us. And then we found out that you guys were getting money from the government to stay open. Large corporations were getting money to stay afloat and they still decided to cut people and record record profits. Two weeks notice is based off respect. And if you're not going to have the respect to give your employees two weeks, well, then what's the point? Corporate America is willing to have the mentality that your employees are nothing but replaceable assets. Well, then we can have the same thing, too. The job is nothing but a replaceable asset. We all got told the same thing for a long time. You better be grateful you have this job. We got a long list of applicants waiting to replace you. Yeah, we've been short-staffed for the last three years. It leads me to believe you don't have anybody. All right, man. So, so yeah. this guy, you know, whoever he is, man, shout out to him. Yeah, shout uh, out to him. You know, he he definitely hit on some uh, on some heavy some heavy issues, some heavy topics, man. But but right there, he's he's really trying to attribute this shift in attitude to the pandemic, right? Now we know that something changed during the pandemic, right? But I guess we yeah. never, I guess we we didn't really understand what the repercussions of that would be until now, right? We're noticing mm-hmm. that people are just not as I guess willing, loyal, 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 right? They're not as loyal, yeah. and this is becoming an issue for companies. But at yeah. the same time, you know, for for employees, because right, there's not as many like there's a lot of people who aren't working, but mm-hmm. there's but there's also a lot of vacancies at jobs, right? Yeah. So, what's your, what's your take on that? I mean, to be honest, man, I think people just realize their worth, right? Like they realize their loyalty wasn't being it wasn't paying off. 
at all. Like the the moment that I was, I mean, I think COVID really tipped it over, but I think people really had that feeling prior. Because to be honest, man, for me, bro, like I was on that tip. Like that's the reason why I left, to be honest. Like I, I quit my full-time jobs back in 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I remember telling you, man, like I was kind of like really, I was really hurt. Uh, this again, my last, the last job I ever had, um, I, you know, I had a, a manager, they quit or they got fired either way. I had to fill in the role, but I was just an assistant, right? Like, but I didn't have any manager come in for three months. So I was running this whole facility by myself. Um, basically taught myself how to like take over the manager role, um, which wasn't that difficult. I'm not going to front. Like, it's not like it was something hard. Um, but after three months, um, the position was opened, right? And um, I decided to apply for it. But um, the company decided to bring in a different manager, hire someone else for the position. And then the crazy part was that I trained them on how to run that position. You know, like, and no one trained me. You know, like, it was all just like, I learned over three months of just like, experimentally, just like going through it. And that's when I realized like, yo, my loyalty to this job or whatever, like my opportunity for this was just, it wasn't in my hands. The Like what I wasn't under the control of being able to have upward mobility, right? Even though I had showcased that I could do the job and no one had no issues. They didn't, I didn't get fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I must've did the job well enough to get, get by for three months, but I wasn't good enough to get the position officially. Yeah. Um, so for me, man, that was the moment I knew I had to go like, like that's, and that was back in 2018, not 2019, I think early, early 2019. Right. Um, and I think again, a lot of, I guess I'm, you know, I'm technically, I fall under the millennial status. I think millennials are already kind of in that space before COVID and then COVID really highlighted how much we weren't valued at these jobs. Right. We were already being being underpaid right we already knew that but you know we were too scared or you know we weren't willing to try out what anything else and kind of covid really pushed everybody right yeah companies companies showed their hand on how much they didn't care about us and then covid forced us to try something new that we were kind of afraid to do beforehand right we didn't have no options right so yeah and you know and to that point sees right like throughout this process right you realize that you realized your worth, right? And I feel like that's what's really happening right now in this shift, this shift in attitude that we're experiencing is that people are starting to realize their worth. They're realizing, yeah. hey, you're not paying me enough. Hey, nah. you're, you know, like, this is not worth the stress. This is yeah. not worth, like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the mental taxation that it takes on me, right? And so, you know, this leads to, to one of the things that, that you know, that, that we were talking about earlier, right? The truth is that four and five Americans, like American employees suffer from work-related stress, right? Mm-hmm. Like so many people already feel that like, man, this, this, what I'm dealing with at work really isn't worth what I'm getting paid, right? <laughs> like I'm, yeah. it's, it's not worth what I'm getting paid. And then sometimes like you start noticing like, well, hey, I've proven to you that I can do what, what you're asking me to do. But then when it's time for me to ask for a little more compensation, when it's time for me to ask for a promotion, right? 
you're just going to overlook me because suddenly now I don't have experience that I've been proving all along that I can do. Right. Like but, see, you were running that place for three months. Yo, for real. Yeah. Yeah. I literally didn't have, I had the regional manager come and check on me like once a month because they had to. But, you know, again, the moment that I was like, yo, I'm going to apply for this position, yo, they just came, brought someone else in. And again, I trained them. That's the part that really blew me. Like, I trained them, bro. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, y'all really, all right, that's cool. Like, y'all don't really care. That's how you're going to do me? Yeah, yeah. Like, y'all don't really care. That's what's up. I was like, that's what's up. And, and bro, like, the crazy thing is that, like, right, there was something, like, so... It, it, it it's it's deeper than that right like covid has really yeah. like covid has really really like shined a little extra light on things that we already knew right like as like as a younger generation right we're both millennials right and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be the first to admit that and i know the millennials and a lot and, and you know gen z get a, a bad rap right but look at this stat man 65 percent of gen z and 60 percent of millennials say it's very important for their employers to provide mental health benefits right and there's so many places that don't offer mental health benefits, right? Now, the opposite is true for older generations, right? Fewer than half of Gen X and baby boomers say the same, right? It's just not as important to them, yeah. which is something the Caesar was talking about a little earlier, man, right? That like the average amount of time that's yeah. spent at these places, right? Like we just don't have the same attitude towards jobs as a lot of older people do, no, right? Man. No, we don't. I mean, it's... It's crazy because at the end of it, I think it's it, like where you're like the whole mental thing, the mental health aspect or wanting that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're all equally stressed, but think about how the pay average has changed, right? Like if you just paid people a little more, they'd be a little bit less stressed and they wouldn't need, I won't say they wouldn't need mental health, but they'd be less wanting it, right? Because like you're getting paid, your bills are getting paid on time. You're being able to stash the money on the side for later. Right. Like when you look at boomers and 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 uh, Gen X. Like high key, they were in the the, the generation that were getting paid a little more. Right. Like yeah. inflation has kind of hit millennials and Gen Zers a lot different to where we're stressed. Everything's a lot more expensive. We're getting paid less. We need mental health or like or at least help of having that as a. Uh, as a commodity at work you know like something that it should be given to us as a service yeah especially um, especially when you consider right that like when we think about that 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 stat that i had up a moment ago right where we talk about how five or four and five you know people um you know say that they're suffering from work-related stress right a quarter of them said that their number one stressor in their life is their job right like like so the point is right that throughout all of this we're not only realizing that like you know these jobs aren't worth being stressed over right and that you know we don't have to put up with this crap right like like older generations had a completely different mindset my father's an example of that right i'm gonna gonna use my pops an example right my and i and i adore my father right but one of the things i learned about my father is that he's one of those people that will work until he until he falls until he collapses right it's like that old adage about the horse and water right like you know, even when he's thirsty, he'll keep running. You know what I mean? He won't drink. Like he won't just take a moment to sit down and rest because he's, he, he's, he has that old school mentality of like, I'm going to work until I drop, right? Like I'm going to work until I drop. And so, you know, that comes to, you know, let's address this, these stats right, right below, but like 20 years, right. The average amount of time spent at a job for boomers, 
It's an average of 20 years. On average, yeah. boomers will spend 20 years at a job, right? And you're going to notice a drop off with each generation after that, right? Gen X, right? Mm -hmm. it's only eight years. They average eight years at a job, right? Millennials, they average three years at a job. And then you got Gen Z, right? The, 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 the new babies on the block, man. Two years. They average two yeah. years at a job. And that's, that's being, uh, I think, quite conservative. Yeah, right? man. And I, again, I think it's tied back to like one amount of pay right as time has progressed the thing that i see in that like timeline is that the amount of money at least even the value of the money that we're getting paid is less than as time has progressed right yeah. boomers are getting paid a decent amount of money but now that worth that money that they were getting paid is worth less now because everything's exponentially expensive um at the same time because of their their experience they're getting yeah. paid more now than they exactly. were exactly right like yep. you know, have 30 20 years plus mm -hmm. under their belt so they're you know they're not yeah. getting paid what they were back in the you know 80s 70s right 70s. like now, now they're getting paid you know they've gotten raises since then yeah. so. and i mean the at least the the average that i was looking at for um that group bro was um between 55 and well, actually, between forty-five and sixty-four, they're getting paid somewhere between sixty thousand and seven thousand a year. Sixty and, and seven thousand. Yeah, that's kind of wow. like from forty-five to sixty-four. That's kind of like the the median like gap for that group, right? And but as you go younger, it gets lower, right? For for our for thirty-five to forty-four year olds, it's uh, fifty, um, and then for twenty-five to thirty-four year olds, it's it's about forty, right? So it's um. So again, like it's, it, yeah, it's aged, you know, like it's, it's dependent on age, but our loyalty is also tied to how much we know that these jobs don't care about us. Yeah. Like we're not willing to put in 20 years because we know you might fire us, you know, like we're expendable now and we know yeah, yeah. We've known that, right? Like, I feel like this generation, yeah. our, our generation just really always understood just how expendable we were right at will. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the that's one of the most common things that you hear at work. Hey, don't forget that you know you're they're at they're we're employed at will, uh, but we're also here at will, right? Like we could just yeah. easily quit. They could just as easily fire us, right? And, and like Homeboy said in that TikTok video, right? Like you know, for the people for the people who had jobs and were making you know were were really banking on these jobs to like have a, to you know to make a living, they were told figure it out. You got to go. Right. But in the same breath, the people who had to stay, people who were working these essential jobs, right, in the in the midst of a pandemic, something that the world had never, you know, we hadn't seen before. Nobody alive had ever seen a pandemic before. Right. And so people are scared, but they're still told that they have to go to work. And if they don't go to work, no matter how scared they are, they're going to get fired. Yeah. Right? So like you said, man, like people like the job loyalty, that that shift, like we we, we we opened it up with that shift. It's coming from the fact that the new generations are just realizing their worth. They just know their worth, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, and the thing is that that's where, that's one of the things that we really wanted to touch on on this episode, right? See, is like just helping yeah. anybody who's listening to understand that, hey man, you don't got to put up with this crap. Nah, man, figure it, you know, uh, as much as they wanted us to figure it out, bro, you know, like you're smart enough to get another job or find something else that'll help you get to where you want, right? Yeah. Um, at least for me, man, that was kind of like, again, the moment I realized that my job wasn't gonna let me like move up even though like I was able to do the job on my own. Um, one, I didn't really, I didn't hate the person that came in, right? Cause I, I, I personally didn't take it personal on her and cause she came in, you know, she's a new hire 
she doesn't know anything other than just that she just got this job, right? Which and is exciting she, for her, I'm sure, right? Yeah, exactly, right? I can't I can't come in and, and I mean, as much as I did, I ain't gonna front. It, like, I felt like being a dickhead, but like, at the same time, like, it's not her fault. Like, she didn't hire herself. You know, yeah. no one let her know about the situation. She just applied and she got the job. Um, but at the same time, like, the moment that happened, bro, like, I knew I started making a timetable for when I was gonna get out this job, right? Like, I was like, all right, like now I got to start getting out of here because I already know I'm capped. Like it's, it's over. Like as much as they told me it's over, it's also over for them. Yeah. Like I got to get out of here. Um, and yo, I mean, I, you remember that this was the time frame where I was working two full-time jobs, bro. Yeah. And this was, and this was one of them. Like I was working the third shift job when I was working the day shift. I was working seven days a week. One paid for my bills and the other one paid for quote unquote, my freedom. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of how I just made a plan, right? Like I wanted one job to pay for my expenses, but then I was like, "Yo, how much, how much, how much can I make with another job so that I can go do something I want to?" Right? If I can give myself six months for a worth of like just saved up money, and then give myself that runway to get out of these like nine to five, you know, at least that's how I planned it out, right? Yeah. Now, I don't think the entrepreneur route is for everybody, but yeah, man, like leverage the fact that I, I gave these jobs a year and a half. I worked my I worked my butt off. I ain't going to front. I, sometimes I didn't sleep that much, but um, at the same time, man, like leverage these jobs for what they are, right? Like give them, I mean, then you ain't got to give them that, but like they, they don't know that you're going to be there for a limited time. Yo, juice them. Yeah. Juice them, bro. Like that yeah. money... No, you, you on a roll. Finish your point. <laughs> that that money that money is is only like really valuable as much as you can get out of them, right? Like if they're yeah. the ones giving you that money, man, squeeze them for everything they they got, everything that you can get from them, and then figure out how you can do something else or enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like at the same time, like you ain't got to do entrepreneurship like I did, but like yo, don't let these jobs suck the life out of you and and stress you out. Because you ain't got no other option, man. Like, and I think that's the mentality we kind of came up to, right? Because a lot of people started doing little side hustles, right? Like, you, you know, I know people who do Uber, Uber Eats, shipped, right? These little delivery services on the side, making two, three hundred dollars a day, just kind of just. But the money isn't the important part. The, I guess the important part for them was the freedom to be able to do what they want when they want. Right, because they don't technically got to go into, you know, no one's calling them in. They ain't got to come in and answer to anybody. Right. But you know, if they want to take a day off because it's their their son or their daughter's rehearsal, bro, they ain't got to come into work. They can go see their their important aspects of their life. Right, where the job at nine to five is keeping you, and you miss out because these bills. And if I don't go on Tuesday, I'm gonna get fired. You know, like yeah, but, yeah. To that point, you know, I, again, I'm thinking of my father, man, like. He, he tells me, all, he told me the other day, we were talking about this the other day, because I've been trying to tell my pops, hey man, you got to start taking your sick days. You know, like you got to utilize your vacation days. Like, you you know, if you don't feel like going in one day, like it's okay to take a mental health day. Like, you know what I mean? Like pops, like you don't got to be killing yourself anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, you know, he's in this old school mentality, mentality, like I have to work because you just never know what's going to pop off, right? But I'm trying to get him out that mindset because, right, to your point, C's, right, maybe you don't quite know what your worth is 
but I also feel like most people know what what it's not, right? Like you know what you know what you know what you're not willing to deal with, right? Like yeah, maybe if maybe you don't quite know what you deserve, right? Like you can't just walk into the room and be like, "Hey, I deserve X, Y, and Z," or "I need this m- amount of money." But you definitely know what you're not gonna what you're not gonna do, right? For for a certain amount of pay, like you definitely know your worth to that to that extent, right? And so this is one of the things that like. I want to tackle. I want to make sure that everyone that's listening to this knows that you got to learn how to be your your advocate, right? You got to learn how to advocate for yourself. You got to learn how to ask for that promotion. You got to learn how to ask for that raise, right? Because, and, and when they don't want to give it to you, when they're not willing to work with you, especially when you kind of see it happening around the office or around the workplace, right? Like maybe they're over here telling you that, you know, they can't pay you, you know, 42K a year, but every job posting you see for your job is saying that they're willing to pay 50, 45 to 50. Like you got me bent. Like you got me really bent. If you think that I don't see that you're over here offering all these new hires anywhere from 45 to 50, but you're unwilling to pay me 42. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what, those are the moments where you got to realize, yeah, I ain't putting up with that. I ain't putting up with that, man. And so that's what I'm saying. Like this is where companies try to, put you against each other, right? They, they try to kind of like, they, they, all the, I call it the smokes and mirrors, right? Like, I mean, me and C- <laughs> about this yesterday, yeah. right? they, 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 they want to throw these fucking pizza parties for you. And they want to let you wear jeans on Fridays, you holiday know, parties, at the holiday parties, right? They want to do all this shit to almost make you forget that you're getting paid crap. Right. And, and, and to make you forget that like, Oh, they just gave this chick, you know, uh, uh you know, a promotion over you or this guy, a promotion over you when they're not nearly as qualified as, as you, or maybe they told you that you weren't qualified enough to have a certain position at work, but suddenly they give it to some, some Joe Schmo that, that is less qualified than you. Right? Like <laughs> those are the moments, right? Like C's man, C's was running this office by himself for three months, you know, and he's clearly doing a great job. They're still getting their, 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 their profits. They're still doing what they're supposed, you know, they're still getting what they yeah. need out of it, but then they're going to look Caesar dead in the face and be like, yeah, but you know, you don't have the experience. What the hell was I doing the last three months? Nah, right, for three real. months ain't no, ain't no, ain't no. That ain't no short amount of time. Nah, the same yeah. way, like a year, a year and a half, two years, right? A lot of employers are gonna try to convince you that a year and a half and two years ain't a long time. Like you ain't been here long enough. Like what? You're telling me that a year of my life, two years of my life, working here, coming in here every single day, you know, for for 300 days out of the year, yeah. right? Like isn't enough? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is where the mentality shift has to happen, bro. And this yeah. is where it's happening. It's actually happening. I think people finally realize, or I mean, at least it was so blatant in our face that it was profit over people off top, right? Because the top. one thing that TikTok, the TikTok video mentioned was like, yo, these corporations are getting buku money from the government to stay afloat. <laughs> and then they still, they still came out with like, yo, record-breaking profits for the year. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo. Yeah. The only way you do that is by cutting salaries, you know, cutting your overhead and then paying off the CEOs and everyone on top an extra 200%. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just showcased how much, I mean, we already knew that before, but like COVID really shined a light on like the profit over people mentality. Yeah. And in, in the dire situation where if they would have just did the right thing, they would have bought our loyalty back, right? Because everyone was in a bad situation. Everyone was looking at death in the face and everybody was scared. 
but they just decided to leave us to the wolves, bro. Fend, fend, you know, let us fend for ourselves. And hopefully when this is over, you can come back and work. Right. Type of hopefully. thing. Hopefully. Right. You yeah. know, but if they would have, and they would have had, if they had the money, I mean, at least these bigger corporations, I can't say this about every job or every location, but like, I'm not as many people would have struggled, man. Like if, if your profit margins are going up because you're getting buyouts or bailouts from the government during COVID, bro, like, the regular average person shouldn't have been struggling. And again, man, I think this brings back one of my topics is that like 60% of people live paycheck to paycheck. Right. And I think that was really highlighted during COVID, right? Like when people weren't able to work for three, four months, right. I was in California, man. I saw what that looked like. Yo, we didn't, we weren't, we were in complete lockdown. I mean, again, I looked different in each state, but like at the time, we weren't allowed to go outside for, I remember a month, just like, yo, we went to go to the grocery store, kind of scared. And that was really about it. And then the next 15, 16 days we were inside. Yeah. Right. And then we'd go back to the grocery store and get some more food. Right. Um, but yo, that 60% of people living paycheck to paycheck, bro. That means within two weeks of COVID people were already struggling. And you know it just started. It just started. And, and it just started. Right. And that went on for what, a year and a half or a year and some change. Uh, however long each state kind of mandated it, because it was different in each state, man. Um, but again, I think the profit over people was really shining people's faces. And, you know, at, at the one thing I got to give people, the average person, is that they found a new self pride. Right. Because before we were willing to deal with the nonsense because I, oh, I got to pay my bills. I got to, you know, I got to do X, Y, Z. And then COVID happened and they said, get out of here, bro. We ain't got no job for you. And every that was everybody, right? Like no one was paying, no one was hiring, right? So a lot of people learn how to survive. And that's what they did, bro. They learned how to survive and they realized like, yo, I can do this. Like COVID really gave us, yeah, they gave us a new fearless attitude. Um. And man, honestly, man, it, it's the it of the fire. American people. The psyche of yeah. the American people changed. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I mean, again, man, I I I've always been a cynic and I, I kind of always been the type of person that like, yo, I already knew these companies weren't for us. And I was I was trying to gamble it all back in 2018-19. Because I knew they weren't a long term it wasn't gonna work for me. Yeah. Like, and again, when they, they did that to me, I was like, yo, like Again, I wasn't mad at the person that they brought in. If anything, I helped her, but I I knew my 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 time there was uh, is ending, you know, and I had to make that move for myself, right? Yeah. That pride of myself, the pride in me kicked in, at least in a healthy manner, right? I wasn't being a dick to her, but I, I knew like yo, like my value here has been determined for me, and I don't feel like this is actually it. Yeah. Like this is not what I'm actually worth. That like, what you're telling me, and, and that's the thing, people truly understood their worth because it's like man first off y'all all left us hanging right you left all of us hanging we don't owe you a damn thing right and so <laughs> that tiktok video started with the whole two weeks like man i'm not putting in my two weeks right yeah no. he's like why do we have to put why would i put why would i give you that courtesy when you didn't give us any courtesy at all throughout this entire pandemic right so now people are coming back and people are saying hey not only do we know that you owe us more money like right like we should be working for more money but we don't we shouldn't have to come into the office, right? Like yeah. work from home really changed the game yeah. because people started realizing, Fact. hey, we could get the same amount of work done at home than we do in the office. 
And like, I get a certain level of liberty by working from home. Right. And I'm not getting stressed out by office politics, by office politics, you know, what I'm saying? No. they're with me. You got the racist dude over here. You got the, you know, you, you got the, the bigot, the over lazy here. dude that, you know, don't do nothing. The lazy dude that's getting paid more than me over here. You know, <laughs> you got the, you, I'm getting sexually harassed by, you know, my, my, my person over here. Like there's so many things that go on in the office to stress people out. And when you don't have to be in the office, you don't have to deal with that. Right. But yeah. another thing, bro, another thing is that people know they're worth more. Right. Yeah. They know they're worth more. You go into the office. They don't want to pay you more. And a lot of a lot of these companies have this old school mentality of not try. They don't want you to talk about what you're making. Right. They want you to be quiet yeah. about what you're making. They don't want any kind of pay transparency. Right. No, now, let me tell you, though, man, pay transparency is one of the biggest issues that we're facing in America today, bro. Right. You work at a place and the company actively tries to get you to keep your mouth shut about what you're paying because they don't want everyone knowing what everyone's getting paid, right? But that doesn't benefit anybody but the company, the but company. your employer, right? Mm -hmm. And so let me just read something for you guys, right? It says, although pay secrecy remains the informal norm or formal policy for roughly half of all U.S. employees, companies are facing a crescendo of calls for greater pay transparency. Local, regional, and national governments across the globe are enacting laws designed to increase the visibility of pay practices, right? Now, what does that mean, right? That means that first off, like a lot of places, I mean, like that's a way of getting equity, right? Like one of the best ways yeah. to get equity and one of the biggest ways of like closing the payment gap between men and women, right? Different races, uh, you know, marginalized groups, all these different things, like, right? Because not everybody's getting paid the same, right? Historically, nah. women don't get paid the same as men, Yeah. right? But what changes that? What would change that? Pay transparency, right? Because if I know that I'm getting paid the least amount of money at work, then like we got an issue, my dog. Like we got we got something to talk about. And this actually mm -hmm. happened to me recently, right? I'm at my job and I realized that I was getting paid less than almost everyone there, right? And it took about six, seven, almost a year that I was at this job before I realized like, wait a second, wait, all of y'all are making more money than me? But I work low, like I'm low key working the hardest, the hardest here. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of the, I'm one of the best at what I do here. You know what I mean? Like that enraged me. I was so upset because I'm like, so you mean to tell me that I can point out 10 people in this office who don't do diddly squat and they're all getting paid <laughs> more than me. Like, you know what I mean? That was an issue. I go and I address it. Right. And the first thing is like, how do you even know what other people are getting paid? Cause we're fucking talking, bro. You know what I mean? Because we're talking about it. And oh, oh yeah, you're talking about it. Is that a rule? All right, that was my first. Is that a rule? Like, is that, is that written somewhere? No, they didn't have an answer for me, bro. They didn't have an answer for me, man. And, and now, now that has changed. I'm no longer one of the, the lowest paid people there, right? I'm not going to talk, uh, right? Uh, uh, you know, I'm getting paid significantly more than I was. And I was able to manage that because I learned how to be my own advocate, right? I learned how to walk my ass in there and tell these people, hey, this ain't going to roll. This ain't gonna fly. We yeah. need to talk about this, especially if y'all want to if y'all want to keep me here, right? And so that you gotta advocate for yourself, and you gotta know when they're throwing smokes and mirrors around, right? Like I, when I was incarcerated, man, I had a I had a I had one of the uh, one of the religious leaders at my at the at the prison. He used to always tell us, man, don't let people piss in your face and tell you the wood the woods are on fire. And <laughs> what? <laughs> hear, me hear me out. Hear me out. He would he would always say, man, like don't let them piss in your face and tell you the woods are on fire. And I felt what he was saying, man. He was basically saying, like, hey, man, 
don't just let someone piss in your face and just tell you some random reason why they're doing it, right? Like, especially yeah. when it don't make no sense. Like, the woods ain't on fire. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't give you a reason to want to. <laughs> <Hey>. Or like, <laughs> I, that that stuck with me, man. And for real, and I'm walking into this office to have this conversation about I'm, you know, me being an advocate for myself, and I'm thinking about how you're not gonna piss in my face. Yeah, I mean, the woods are on fire. You know, like, got like guys, I I just want you to all know that you know you do have value. Right. And you need to know what that value is. And you got to go. You got to go get it sometimes. But don't be afraid to leave somewhere. But for the love of God, don't leave somewhere without having somewhere else to go. A right. Plan. Yeah. You gotta you gotta have a plan. Plan. And you definitely got to yeah. have a job lined up. Yeah. But, you know, that that's something to think about, man. They they, they, they try to put you against your, your co-workers to Caesar's point. Right. Caesar yeah. had every reason. He could have been mad at the at the chick that came in and took his job or, you know, the job that he believed yeah. he had. Right. But. He realized that she wasn't the problem. She wasn't, bro. Like legit, she wasn't. I can't. I I don't. I realized like, yo, I could be petty about this, but she literally had nothing of no knowledge coming into what the situation was. Right? She just got hired onto the job job she applied for. You know what I'm saying? And and that I think that's the part where, like, you know, one we're starting to realize as like coworkers or people that work together, at least our millennial and Gen Zers, we're willing to talk about it. Yeah. Right, because we're we all realize that, like, yo, like, we have a common enemy, and it isn't each other. It right? isn't each other, right? Nope. Like, and and again, we're not falling for like how Jono said the smoke and mirrors, man. Like, we're not that dumb, not at least not anymore. We realize that, like, I see, we see the game, you know, we see the game, and we're playing so, it too. Yep, yep. So, man. for me, man, it's it's. It's leveraging each other to help each other move forward, right? You right. know, it's it's you know, like you have coworkers in at your job that you're not gonna be friends with or happy to be with, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, man, like if it ain't the the owner, if it ain't the the the, the boss boss, bro, like don't be hating on them. Like they ain't got nothing to do with the, the situation or the decision made this is the decisions made over you and your job or your your whatever you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, to that point, man, you know, and and I gotta say that I had something sim- I had I had a similar experience happen at work recently, right? There was a position that got open. This was a promotion, right? Anybody that would have got this position, it would have been a promotion, right? There was a lot of people that applied for this position. The woman who ended up getting it, you know, a lot of people were upset about it because, you know, the re you know a, a lot of people felt that you know she got there because she was brown nosing, you know, she was sucking up. And she was low key snitching, <laughs> right? That, like a lot of people felt that that that's why she got up, right? And so people were upset at her when she got this job, right? And 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 clearly, clearly she was not the most, you know, she she probably wasn't the person with the most experience and all these other things, right? But people were actually mad at her, and and I and you know, and when people would ask me like, oh, you know, Jono, how do you feel, right? And I'm just like, man, listen, man, like I'm not like, what, what can I feel? I'm not gonna be mad at this girl, right? Like, I mean, she's playing the game, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. She, She's just playing the game, man. You know what I mean? Like she showed up to work and she's trying to please her bosses. It ain't personal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, may- maybe you could, you know, you could argue that the snitching and all these other things may have been whatever, whatever. But the point is that like, I, I was the only person to go over there and congratulate homegirl on this job. Right. Because I realized that she's not the enemy, right? This is where unionization became a big thing in the United States. Yeah. Right? Like unionization started because people realized like, we got to get on the same page about what the hell's going on at work. As the yeah. workers, because we're the ones getting fucked, right? We're the ones getting exploited. We're the ones that aren't getting paid enough, right? Because believe me when I tell you that the, the you know the CEOs, the vice presidents, 
the directors of any of any place that you're at, the big bosses, the 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 managers, the senior supervisors, they're all getting paid. Yeah. You know, they're getting paid. They're getting what they're worth. Right. It's all those, it's all the individuals at the bottom that are getting fucked. And so, you know, the, the, the answer ain't to get mad at each other, right? If anything, you need to start talking to each other, which is where this yeah. whole transparent, this whole pay transparency thing comes into play, right? Y'all should be a little more open about, hey man, I'm only making, you know, I'm making 36,000 a year. What are you making, right? Now there's a, there's a real famous TikToker uh, on, on TikTok right now. And I, and I apologize that I don't know her name, um, but you know, she goes around and she asks people what they make, right? Oh, I'm a teacher and I make $53,000 a year. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an attorney for this, uh, for this hotshot, um, you know, firm and I'm making $120,000 a year. Right. And so she was, you know, there was an article that Caesar actually sent me, uh, about a week ago where she was explaining that she noticed that, you know, the people who are less likely to want to share their pay are people who are older, right? Like uh, a lot of older individuals just aren't really as inclined to want to share their pay. Cause she'll go out with her, her, uh, fiance and, you know, they'll, they'll try to, you know, just pull up on people with a microphone. Like, hey, what do you get paid? Right. And, um, she said that she noticed that uh, white men and just white people in general were more open about what they're getting paid. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of like, you know, people of color, uh, and people who, you know, and people who are, you know, yeah, usually people of color, right. They weren't as, as open about what they're getting paid. Um, right. Like the point is that we do got to talk about it more because you're not helping anybody by not talking about it. Right. You're only helping the employers. And yeah. at the end of the day, the employers don't give a damn about you. And COVID proved that. It proved yeah. So know, know your worth, man. Like at the end of it, I think the point the point of this is like know your worth behind like the value you bring to the job that you're at. And then can leverage that. You know, people aren't applying to jobs as much as they were before. So also know that too, right? Like before you were replaceable, but now you're not. Mm-hmm. Like the job that I left. Like I, I think three months later, I heard that the person that took my position, like left, right, and that that whole thing crumbled. Like I, I like I heard, you know, like that whole place just kind of fell apart after that, right? Just know that you are worth whatever, whatever you're bringing to the table. Um, and the, and again, man, don't don't be hating on your coworkers, man. They're they're not the enemy, because that's what that's what these bosses, that's what these company CEOs want. So, yeah. Well, guys. Before we wrap this up, we got to give a special shout out to our sponsors at Awaken Koala. Uh, you know, go, you know, please feel free to visit awakenkoala.com, you know, for all of your, uh, for all of your design uh, needs, right? Any of your uh, entrepreneurial needs, they're your people. They're your go-to people. Okay. So we've had a wonderful episode uh, and sees, you know what time it is, man. It's time for that one minute rant. You have one minute remaining. Want to go first, big dog? Yeah, I, I got it. All right. So look, um, I'm gonna just go. You know, just come out and say, it, man, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? And that's tied to these jobs, yo. Like, we're all trying to make it in this life. We're all trying to move up, make more money to pay the bills that we got, and you know, go on vacation how we want. Go, you know, buy this new shiny car that we like. Um, so man, don't don't get mad at your coworkers because they they realize what the system's like. Like if anything, play the game too. And if you don't want to play it, man, don't 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 be mad at them. Be be mad at the person that or be mad at these companies that created this system and and this game in which we have to play to to be able to move up in life, right? 
like at, the last thing you want is to to make enemies with someone that's just surviving with you man again 60 percent of us live paycheck to paycheck bro that's six out of ten yeah. so like you know I, you can't be mad at these other people trying to figure that out too for themselves um if anything that should drive you to figure it out for yourself however that means right there's no specific route that you should take but look at yourself man and figure out what you want if you don't want to play the game figure out something else you want to play but don't don't be playing don't be hating the players man Hate the game. Hate the game. <laughs> well, guys, for my one-minute rant, I just want to make it clear that uh, I'm just upset because I feel like I don't have enough time to read anymore. Right? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I became a voracious reader when I was incarcerated. Uh, before I was incarcerated, I read quite a bit, and I read a lot, but I also didn't have quite the responsibilities that I do now. And so um, I'm realizing now more than ever that I need to prioritize um, a lot of the things that I want to do and and even me being someone who, you know, I'm on this podcast and I'm constantly preaching about what to do about X, Y and Z. Um, you know, I'm human and, and I don't always do the best job of prioritizing. And here I am wishing I could read more. Um, there's so many books uh, that that I have sitting on, on uh, you know, my dressers and that I carry with me everywhere I go. And I just feel like I never have time to read them. And so, you know, um, I'm going to try to be a lot more intentional going forward. And I just want to encourage everyone else to be more intentional about, you know, how they use their time, how they use, you know, uh, you know, their, their, their day. Uh, try to get into things that you know you need to do um, because that's what we should all be striving to do, right? Make sure that you're drinking water, make sure that you're eating healthy, make sure that you're reading and getting smarter, right? Um, you know, uh, don't let all the smokes and mirrors, uh, you know, distract you and get you off course and, uh, and definitely don't let people piss in your face and tell you the woods are on fire. You feel me? <laughs> so that's my one minute rant. Uh, before I let everyone go, I just want to tell you that you can subscribe, share, like this podcast. Um, you know, you can find us on all major platforms. We appreciate the support. And uh, we got a lot of big things coming uh, coming soon and we can't wait. All right. So with that being said, rants. Rant out. <laughs>